The sermon title today is Me, Worry. Now, folks, why would I worry when I get stuff like, things can get worse? (laughs) It's political season. Imagine what can happen in 2023. Well, we all have a little to worry about, don't we? If you have your Bibles, turn with me to Matthew chapter 6. And we're going to read a few verses because I think it's important that we understand what Jesus thought about worry. So when you found your place, if you would, stand with me for the reading of God's Word and then remain standing as I pray and then you can be seated. So from the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus says this, starting at verse 25, Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap, nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Which of you, can, by worrying, can add one cubit to his stature? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now, if God so clothes the grass of the field which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore do not worry, saying, What shall we eat? What shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For after these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all of these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all of these things shall be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Let's pray. Father, on this day where we recognize our pastoral team and appreciate those things that they do for us, we also recognize we live in a world that is in chaos. Father, there are a seemingly an endless array of things to worry about. But Father, your word tells us that we don't have to do that. So Father, I pray that you would take this message this morning, that you would encourage hearts. And Father, if there's someone here that doesn't know you today, that they could end the greatest worry of all, and that would be to come into a relationship with your son. Father, thank you for everything that you do. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. I want to do a survey And I'm going to ask you to be honest with me. How many of you are worriers? Raise your hand. For those of you that didn't raise your hand, we need to talk about honesty. (laughs) The reality is, is that probably all of us worry at some time. It's just, it's almost human nature, it seems. Well, let's do it this way, and you don't shout these out. On a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being I worry every now and then, to 10 is I worry when I don't have something to worry about. Where are you on the scale? My guess is the majority of you will probably say you're in a 5, but I don't know. 
Are we really being honest? Jesus, in addressing this group, says, I want to deal with you about worry. Because it is prevalent. I mean, come on, folks, it's political season, and I'm being asked by a political candidate if, if things can't get worse. Really? Do I need this? Do I, do I need to worry about 2023? Do, do I need to worry about what's going to happen tomorrow? Do I need to worry? Honestly. Jesus said repeatedly, don't worry. So I want to, for the next few minutes, share with you some, some biblical truths and hopefully help you understand that worry, whether I don't care how you varnish it, is a sin because it takes the focus off God and it puts the focus on us and our circumstances. Now, if you're watching online, there is nothing wrong with your television set or your computer. We are in control. Do not attempt to adjust the picture. Did anybody know where that came from? Yeah, do you remember the name of the show? The Outer Limits. In just a moment, your screen is going to go totally black. And it's going to stay that way probably for the rest of the service. Don't panic. Just listen. I've got a bunch of points. You all are going to be here all day. I had a time limit earlier. I don't have one now. <laughs> no, seriously. I'm going to be moving through some points very, very quickly. And I want you to take notes. At the top of your page, I want you to write the words, worry is, dot, dot, dot. And then we're going to go down through this passage and we're going to look at some things that Jesus said about worry. And then I also want to end with some wisdom for you who are chronic worriers. Okay? Point number one, worry is pointless. Do you realize that? Look at what Jesus said. What, what about these, what are you worried about what you're going to eat? And what you're going to drink, and, and why are you worried about all these things? Look at those little birds. Do you realize they don't work? Now, don't imply from that they're idle because they're not. They're out early, they're, they're looking, but who takes care of them? Jesus, the Heavenly Father, takes care of making sure that they're fed. Jesus says... If look at those birds and understand that God in his faithfulness will supply our needs. Worry is pointless. Number two, worry is thoughtless. If they don't sow and they don't reap and they don't gather in the barns and, and God is taking care of them, aren't you worth more than a bird? You see how thoughtless it is to worry about the trivial things of life? Because guess what, folks? God's going to take care of you. When has He not? Now, He doesn't always do what we want, when we want, how we want, but He always does what is best for us. Worry is thoughtless. Worry is useless. Now, all right, let's all worry for a minute. I want every one of you to worry about growing an inch right now. 
nobody's getting any taller. Um, it's not working for you, is it? In uh, the Christian standard, it translates as add a moment to your life. You can't, add, in fact, I would argue that you probably reduce the moments of your life by worrying. Now, if your hair is gray, part of that may be age, but part of it may be worry. Jesus says, you know, worry is really useless because what does it change? I have spent nights dealing with issues at work, worrying myself sick. And you know what happened the next day? Nothing. It didn't turn out any, like anything that I thought. In fact, it really went really well. But you see, worry was useless because I thought, hey, if I, if I worry about this enough, I'm going to change an outcome. No, I lost sleep. I didn't change the outcome. Worry is needless. Look at verse 28. Jesus says, so why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil or spin. It's a needless thing because God's going to take care of it for you. Well, you, Tim, are you saying I should just sit down, be lazy, and live? That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm saying we spend way too much time worrying about things that we can't control when we've got a heavenly Father who in eternity past reached and grabbed a handful of nothing and created everything, and He's on my side. Why should I worry? It's really needless. Oh, this is the one that hurts. Worry is also faithless. Look at what Jesus says in verse 30. Now, if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you? And then doesn't this hurt just a little bit? O oh, you of little faith. How big is your faith? Well, I, I'm a realist. No, you're not. Your faith is small. Well, it's, if you've had my revelation class, you know how I got this thing figured out. We win. You understand that, don't you? We win. When I allow my fear to become worry and overcome my faith, you know what? I'm stifling the hand of God in my life because I'm saying, God, I don't think you can handle this for me. I'll just worry about it and make it better. Oh, the doctors love us. They, those commercials on TV, and by the way, if you watch drug commercials, should you really be taking that stuff? <laughs> I mean, the side effects are worse than the disease. I think I'd rather have whatever, because it can cause, and then they give you a list. Oh, um, let's throw in, it can even kill you. Well, I don't think I want to be doing that to myself. But understand, when I worry, I'm saying, God, I don't trust you to handle the situation. It's all up to me. And guess what? 
I'm going to mess it up. And so are you. Worry is... It's faithless, but then number six, verse 31, worry is baseless. Look at verse 31, and it says, Therefore do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? Because God knows that we're in need of these things. He goes on and he says in verse 32, Worry would be also groundless because, guess what? For after all these things the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knows what you need. Has it ever occurred to you that nothing ever occurred to God? Now stop and think about that for a minute. We worry about things that we have no control over because you know what? I can't see the future. God's already there looking back. He knows every step of my life. He knows every step I'll take. He knows everything in my path. And guess what? He's looking out for my best interest. So it is baseless for me to worry because he's got my back. You know, there was a story in the news not too long ago about a man who was relying on his GPS and it put him down a road where the bridge was out and he drove off the bridge and he lost his life. There were no warning signs, there are no guardrails, there's nothing. Nothing had been done to protect someone from having that happen to them. As Christians, do you ever sometimes feel like there's no guardrails? The world's gone crazy, there's no stop. Folks, there's plenty of warnings, there's plenty of stop signs, there's plenty of everything you need right here. Worry is baseless. Don't let worry consume you because if it consumes you, it will ultimately destroy you. Worry is... Number seven, it's groundless. And number eight, worry's careless. For after these things, the Gentiles seek. Now, you know, use of the word Gentiles there is, is referring to what? Non-Jews or lost people. People that weren't of the... And Jesus is saying, well, you know, y'all are Jewish and those Gentiles, they don't... They're, they're running here and they're trying to build bank accounts and they're trying to... They're worried about all these things. But as God's children, you really shouldn't focus on that type of stuff. Have you got a roof over your head? Have you got clothes to wear? Is there food on the table? It may not be filet mignon every night... But do you have something to eat? Well, who provided that for you? So my worry is careless if I just focus on the material and I don't understand that the most important thing is the eternal. In verse 34, worry is powerless. Jesus says, don't worry about tomorrow, 
for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. All right. If I start worrying about tomorrow, do I have any control over tomorrow? Do any of you have any idea what's going to happen tomorrow? Now, we all have the, in general, we're going to get up, we're going to get dressed, and we're going to go to work. We think. But we don't know that. Well, then let's just worry about it. Let's just worry about what happens tomorrow. It's powerless. Worry robs you of joy. Worry robs you of freedom. Worry robs you of your peace. Now, if you're a mother, I am told worry is your lot in life. You worry about your children. You, you worry about... Are they staying out of trouble? Are they eating right? And I am told that that never ends. Well, it is going to end someday, but we'll talk about that in a minute. But in reality, does all that worry really change anything for you? It's powerless. We need less worry and more prayer. Because prayer really does change things. When you... Talk to the Heavenly Father. Jesus said He already knows what you need. But He sure does like to hear us ask. And not storm ahead in our own arrogance and assume I can handle it. Jesus says, hey, your Father knows. And you know what? He's not stingy. He's not withholding blessing from you. He wants to give. Well... Look at all those things. That's nine. I actually had a bunch more than that, and I decided for time's sake I probably ought to trim it down. Nine things that worry is, and none of them are good. Well, what are we going to do? Well, let's give a little wisdom for you worriers. Well, for us worriers. The first thing you need to do if you find yourself consumed with worry is you need to look at God's past performance. Now, if you look in the Bible, a good place to start is Hebrews chapter 11. That is the hall of fame of faith. And as you read through that, you see where in time past, God in His sovereign will reached down and intervened into the lives of His people. Sometimes it was a physical need. God can handle it. Sometimes it was an emotional need. Sometimes it is a spiritual need. Look at God's past faithfulness. Romans chapter 8 verse 32 talks about how God can... He sent Jesus to die for us on the cross... While we were yet sinners, look at your own life. What has God done for you? He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all. 
how shall he not with him freely give all things? He gave us the greatest gift, the gift of salvation. But you know what's even more? He wants to intervene in our lives and give us continual gifts. Now just take a moment and look back through your life. Where did God move? Maybe it was an answered prayer for healing. Maybe it was an unexpected check when the bank account was dry. Maybe it was a word of encouragement at your lowest point. In the past, God has always moved in your life. And guess what? He's going to continue to do that. So if I worry a lot, number one, I've got to look at the past and say, hey, God's always been faithful. Why should I doubt Him right now? Well, there's a second way to overcome worry, and that's God's present presence. Do you know He's with us right now? Have you felt Him here this morning? Did He move in your life this week? Matthew 28, verses 18 through 20, what do we refer to that as? It's the Great Commission. Jesus said, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe the things I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you when? Always. Is He with me right now? I look at God's present presence in my life. In Philippians chapter 1, verse 6, it says, He that began a good work, He started something in me. He started something in you the day He saved you. Guess what? God's not like us. He doesn't half-do projects. Do any of you do that? You're, you're Daniel. Brittany gave him a look. That was not nice. We start a project and we get almost to the point of completion and something else has grabbed our attention. And those few finishing touches, guess what? We don't do it. Aren't you thankful God doesn't do that? He said, I started something in you, and when I started it, guess what? I'm going to see that it's completed. So he's working on us right now. He's with us right now so that he can complete that which he started. Ultimate completion will be when we get to heaven, but he's with me right now. And every day, he's speaking into my life as I allow him, and he's making me more like Jesus, which is the ultimate goal. Philippians 4, 6 says this, Be anxious for nothing. Well, now, Tim, that's not fair. I have things I need to worry about. No, you don't. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving... Now, that's the, that's the tough one. It's okay to thank God when the sun's shining and everything's good, but what if it's not? 
Well, Paul said, well, you need to keep doing it. Just be thankful. Be thankful that God's doing what he's doing, how he's doing, and he's allowing you to be a part of it in the present. And then the final thing, God's pending promise. This is the one I really like. And this is the one why I guess I'm okay. It is a chaotic world we live in. We have a constant threat, it seems like. We're going to go to war. There's going to be a war. We're going to do this. That stupid virus. Can I tell you something? God isn't sitting on the throne going, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know how I'm going to handle this. I didn't see this one coming. Unlike our government. Um, Sorry. God's given us some promises. Now, here's the thing about God. He makes a promise. He always keeps it. There's no excuse, and God never breaks a promise. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 9, the writer says this, there, there, there remains, therefore, a rest for the people of God. Do you realize there is a day coming when we will rest from our labors? All the worries and the cares of this life will be gone. Now, again, if you've taken my Revelation class, you know I really like this stuff. Revelation chapter 21, verses 3 and 4. And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle or the dwelling place of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. God himself will will be with them and be their God. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain. For the former things have all passed away. It's easy. The media gens it up. We are susceptible to this implantation of worry into our lives. What happens? What, what, where's, what's it going to do? What if the world blows up? What, what am I? It's okay. Paul said to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. You see, folks, there's really no need to worry. Yeah, but you don't understand. No, I don't understand. But God does. God knows what I need. He's willing to provide those needs. And abandoning myself to worry isn't going to meet any of those needs. So I just have to trust in Him. I believe in the total and complete sovereignty of God. Yeah, but Tim, have you, have you seen our country lately? Yeah, I have. I read the news. I watch television. But you know what? It's okay. Because God's in control. 
In just a moment, the musicians will come, and we've tried to let the pastoral staff have the day off, but they'll be down here to greet you, to counsel with you. Maybe you're here today, and you are consumed with worry. It may be a financial need. It may be a physical problem. It may be a family situation. I don't know what the need is, but you can lay that worry down right here and walk out of here without carrying that burden anymore. Jesus cares for us. Peter said, cast all of your cares on Him because He cares for you. So maybe today you need to unload some worry. You'll have time to do that. But maybe you're here today and you have the greatest worry of all. I don't know where I'll spend eternity. What better day to settle that? And you can do that here today. You know what? Salvation is available to whosoever will call upon the name of the Lord. Let's pray.